Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Kara, shaman, energy master, registered nurse, doctor of natural health, and a mom. I'm an ordinary person living my extraordinary life, but it wasn't always this way. Learning to walk a shamanic path opened me to extraordinary and changed the course of my life. Welcome to the Ascended Evolution Podcast, where season after season, I will be your guide around the medicine wheel, following the ancient wisdom path of indigenous peoples. We are all in the midst of a wild and crazy ascension process, and I wanna help you, I wanna support you. May these episodes inspire you to shine bright and live into your infinite potential with peace in your mind and love in your heart. Well, hello there. I hope these first couple weeks of January have been restorative and resetting for you and your loved ones. I'm a big believer in taking the month of January a little slower and not necessarily diving right into new projects, new classes, new resolutions, and new commitments. There's so much out there. It can be really overwhelming. And it can feel really good to start something new as the vibrance of the new year rushes in. The opportunities to make a fresh start abound, as I said. And let's face it, everyone's doing it. The first time I decided to take a step back, I admit, I had to fight off a little FOMO. But the truth is, I found that taking the step back allows me to take a giant leap forward. So I support taking the first couple weeks or even the first month, the full month of January, to really get settled in by asking myself a lot of questions and journaling out my answers. I know, I know. You probably did that in December. I did too, but it's different. We have the distraction of the hustle and bustle of the holidays. And as magical as the holiday season may be, December is often not a true representation of the rest of the year. It's filled with emotion. It's filled with to-do lists. It's filled with memories. So for me, I like to focus on closure in the month of December and review the past year. And then around the time of the solstice, when the planet is shifting, I begin to feel myself shift too. And my focus turns towards a wider look at the year that's coming up. For me, there just isn't enough time to decompress from the fast-paced energy of the holidays and spending time with family and friends to really hone in and get intentional around what I want to co-create in the year ahead. And if you're like me and you use the medicine wheel, as a guide for living spiritually and in closer connection with yourself and with all of nature, the winter solstice marks an important shift into the direction of the north. In the north, it's a time of slowing down, being in the present moment, and taking time to contemplate. Not exactly the ideal time of taking huge visible action if nature is our guide, We still have some time to percolate ideas, to sit with the energy of things, and to really be discerning and intentional in where we want to invest our resources. 
This time of going within, being in stillness, and integrating any new frequencies can really change the trajectory of the focus for the coming year. This is why I think January can be a perfect time of year to take inventory and to ask yourself, what is guiding my decision-making? Making decisions has always been rather challenging for me. How about you? What kind of decision-maker are you? Does your head lead your decisions, or do you make most of your decisions from the heart and soul space? Do you have a pattern or a system of being able to drop down into your heart from your head and disconnect from the intellectual, logical, fact-based information? Does it take you a long time to make decisions? Do you fear making a wrong or a bad decision? Maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe making decisions is really easy for you and you have kind of a go-with-the-flow personality. And you find that making decisions right in the moment with clarity is just your way of being. And it seems rather easy. But I want to ask you, are the decisions that you're making creating the lifestyle or outcomes you desire? What I found most often in my practice is that people generally struggle with making decisions. It's an agonizing process. So in this podcast episode, we're going to take a closer look at decision-making, especially from an energetic perspective, and see if your decision-making is ideally aligned to support what you want to create in your life. So if decision-making has ever been a challenge for you in your life, this episode is just for you. All right, let's dive in. In working with clients through the years, I often see a codependent pattern of scarcity with perseveration over decision-making. I've seen individuals nearly paralyzed in fear over needing to make the right decision, even basic daily decisions. The struggle to make the right decision or the best decision when their tangible resources are limited is very real, but it's interesting. What I've also found is that when the resources become a little more readily available, we tend to continue to make decisions from the perspective of lack, or we create circumstances that draw on those abundant resources that we've been offered. Experts say we learn what we live, right? I think we struggle or even fail to clear the programming or energy of lack and bring in the energy of abundance. Vibrationally, we remain stuck in the mental truths of what we've lived. And it's challenging to stretch beyond that vibration of lack and into the vibration of the love and safety that abundance can bring. We've created a mental model that we are the sole element responsible for love, safety, and trust. And when this is the case, decision-making takes on a whole new perspective. 
it feels like quite a burden. I've worked with several clients through the years who've personally or have had parents and ancestors who've lived with just enough to get by for very long periods of time. We all have ancestors that lived through the Great Depression. And what I found with these clients is that they've often been labeled as poor with finances or um, weak in their stability or wishy-washy. When decisions are forced upon us due to lack and there's little freedom of resources, the ability to make decisions when a little freedom of resources is co-created with the universe can be very difficult, if not agonizing. In some senses, there is little history or experience in making decisions because when resources are limited, our decisions are kind of made for us. In addition, there is a level of suffering in living in lack and scarcity. The energy of the experiences of suffering can get unfairly wound into the aspect of making decisions. What do I mean by this? Well, if many of the decisions made to a certain point were made from the perspective of lack, and those choices resulted in suffering for the simple truth that not having enough can create hardship, the belief or truth gets set within us, within the vibration that many of my decisions in the past have resulted in more suffering and more hardship, and therefore I must be a poor decision maker. This is just one example. Put a decision to be made in front of a person with this type of programming, and a couple things happen. The first is the perseveration process of going over and over and over the options to avoid creating more suffering is agonizing and exhausting. Second, in the end, the decision this person makes is often in energetic alignment with scarcity because that is what they know. And that is what their programming is. And whether that's what they want or not, that's what they're comfortable with. How do we break the loop? How do we disrupt the pattern? It's not impossible, right? It can't be because we've heard of many rags to riches stories. People such as Oprah, Elon Musk, Andrew Carnegie, they're great examples of making shifts from poverty to wealth. And in these examples, we can see there is a definite mindset shift that opened doors for them. Typically, there was at least one person of inspiration to them that opened the possibility of a perspective shift. But what about people like you and I? What about an average person living an average life? I think that we still have that possibility, right? I grew up in a conservative family. When I was a child, my parents struggled to put food on the table. Both parents came from homes with limited resources. We definitely lived from a perspective and a programming of scarcity. Both parents worked very hard and they continue to work hard today. They provided well for their family and my brother and I always had enough. 
As I think back now to their decision-making patterns, I can definitely see the weight they felt in making decisions. I can feel that weight, especially the big decisions. I remember one particular time they bought a brand new truck for one of their two businesses that they ran together. I was about eight at the time and my brother was three. As a family, we spent two long agonizing days in the dealership as my parents came to a decision. In the end, as I said, they bought the truck and they still have it today. It's now an antique, they call it old green. And from my perspective, it was one of the best decisions that they made for themselves and for their business. Was making that decision only agonizing for my brother and I? I don't think so. Even now, more than a couple decades later, I can still feel the weight they felt in making this decision. Whether the weight came from their background of scarcity or their programming to be cautious, contemplative decision makers, we shall never know. What I do know is that they modeled cautious, responsible decision making for me and my brother, but the energy underneath it had an element of fear, a fear that they're just one decision away from it all falling apart. Despite this, as I grew older, decision-making became extremely exhausting for me. I feared making decisions and suffering the consequences of poor decisions. In reality, I was still making decisions, but they were all over the place, and I was too. Making decisions, even small ones, like where to go out to eat, or what to read became agonizing for me. Often I would try to avoid making decisions altogether, especially when I was with other people. It was much easier to just let other people that I was with make the decision for me. Why did I assume that they knew what was best for me? How often do we hand over our power in our decision-making? I was experiencing chronic illness, anxiety, and depression, which led me to study and experience energy medicine. One of the big areas I began to really look at in my life was decision-making. I looked at the tools I used to make decisions and the beliefs and the emotions I held from all my experiences in my life up to that point, and even looked into my past lives. I discovered There was an energetic pattern in me that I could relate to my decision-making pattern. Knowing this, having this awareness, allowed me to choose consciously to shift this pattern. And it made a huge impact, not only in how I began making decisions, but also the outcomes for my life. What I discovered that with even small shifts in perspective, my energy shifted and the opportunities I was able to attract into my life shifted too, in a much bigger way. Through journaling, contemplation, and energy healing, I came to realize some things about myself and about my decision-making. By consciously engaging with my energy, 
and resetting my mindset, I was able to consciously shift and co-create something different. The result? Greater freedom, more vitality, better health, less worry, and less anxiety. Lots of wins. I realized if a decision involved others, I feared disappointing them if my choice was not what they wanted to. I also feared being judged by my choices. I discovered I didn't know how to navigate a situation of being criticized or judged with ease and grace. So I was using enormous amounts of resources to try and avoid these situations. Guess what? They're unavoidable. It's far more productive to create the tools to navigate the uncomfortable situations we might find ourselves in. And the raw truth underneath all of the layers is this. I discovered I really didn't feel worthy of being a decision maker, even a decision maker over my own life. This was a huge realization. A painful one. But once I realized it, it shifted everything. It wasn't easy information to get to. wasn't easy information to take in. And prior to really stepping into the world of energy work, in my day-to-day world, I really didn't see a problem. Without the help of the energy perspective, I would probably never have come to realize that the root of my anxiety was my uncertainty in myself and my uncertainty in my decision-making. I realized that when we don't make a decision at all and we let others decide, this is making a decision. And I didn't realize at the time that it sends a message of lack to the universe. It tells the universe, we don't want to use our gift of free will and choice. It tells the universe, we're not enough. And for years, I sent messages of fear and lack and scarcity to the universe, only to have the universe mirror and deliver that same vibration right back to me. And I didn't even realize what I was doing. When we don't make a decision, we're living from a reactionary space instead of a taking action kind of space. We are forfeiting our gift of free will and personal sovereignty. We are creating lack in our energy field instead of abundance. And in my opinion, one of the big keys of why we're here involved in an evolutionary process is to establish and grow in personal sovereignty. Energy medicine can be a massive help in understanding the energy from which we make our decisions. And this is important because if we don't like the circumstances of our lives, we are the only one and the only thing with the power to change it. Understanding how and why we make the decisions we do is a huge factor. And I also want to point out that there are many energies, beliefs, and emotions that influence decision-making. But the pattern of scarcity is a big one. It's one that I saw and continue to see in many of my clients. 
And so that's why I chose to talk about it today. Just for a moment, let's consider the person who easily and quickly makes decisions. What might the energies and beliefs be in this style? What might be influencing this style? Do they have more trust in the universe? In an unseen power? Perhaps they do. What I've seen in my clients is that in this more laissez-faire approach to decision-making has at least some roots in the energy of flexibility, trust, self-confidence. They're often a little more in tune with their core values and a little more confident in knowing who they are from the perspective of understanding what they want. In general, these clients seem to have less anxiety and have cultivated a trust in themselves to be capable of navigating what comes. Fear of making mistakes through their decision-making is typically not a large piece of their life story that they came here to rewrite. But they have other beliefs and challenges that their soul has contracted to shift in this lifetime. Regardless, different elements of their story may be influencing their decisions. Regardless, what I've come to realize is every choice carries a vibration that sends waves of energy out into consciousness, out into the universe. And like a boomerang, the energy is returned back to us some way, somehow. So what to do then? In my practice, what I've seen spirit show me and my clients is this. When we understand our core values and we are aligned with these core values, arriving at decisions that open doors that create abundance is typically much easier. We are in flow with our soul and therefore all of life. One thing that's tricky is knowing when to say yes when the universe places an opportunity in front of us that seems too good to be true, or doesn't make sense with our logical and analytical linear minds. Some situations are too good to be true, but what is more common is for the universe to bring us an opportunity that stretches us outside of our comfort zone, outside of our mental limitations that we have personally imposed, or that our life experience have imposed. In these cases, our mental mind immediately tells us no. You can't have that. No, that's not possible. Often this response happens in the subconscious and is so subtle, we don't even realize it. We don't realize what's happening. But the old programming hijacks our mind, our conscious mind, And in a split second, our mental mind, our ego, is reminding us of all the reasons why this new exciting opportunity is out of reach. The ego is very convincing. And emotionally, we tend to align with the ego. Remember, it's the ego's job to keep us safe. And the ego believes that the best way to do this 
is to prevent change, to keep status quo. To take advantage of the amazing opportunities the universe presents in front of us, we have to be willing to change, to break through the comfort zone, and defy the ego just a little bit. We have to say yes to personal growth. We have to trust into spirit a little more. And most of all, we have to know what is in alignment with our soul. As you probably already know, one of the proven ways I know and I practice to get aligned with the soul is to get really comfortable in spending quality time with myself. It's through stillness, solitude, and engaging in activities that open our hearts and our minds to love that we find our authentic selves, that we start to be more comfortable in our own skin. The anxiety and the overwhelm begins to dissipate slowly. And it is here in the stillness and the solitude that we find and realize what our own non-negotiables are. Do you know what a non-negotiable is? A non-negotiable is a value or a belief that's so important that we are unable to waver or negotiate on it. Our non-negotiables help us to set boundaries and help us to establish excellent self-care routines, which are important to our overall health and well-being. Our non-negotiables also become guiding lights for our decision-making. And when we know what these are, and when we've come into right relationship with them, we stop compromising ourselves for others. We gain clarity, and our decision-making becomes a little gentler on us. Personal growth invites us to stretch ourselves outside of old paradigms. Then we reset our non-negotiables to align with our forward movement and our growth. This is all part of the process of breaking free from our limiting thought patterns. Bringing all of this into our conscious awareness helps us to make great decisions that are aligned with our soul, that open us to the abundance of possibility. So here are my thoughts. As a leader in energy medicine and a person continually striving for easy decision-making that leads me feeling like I'm living an abundant, happy, healthy life, take the next couple weeks to dive into your ideals for 2021 and beyond. Identify with your non-negotiables that support the creation of your desires. Keep them in your consciousness. Write them down in your journal. Post them where you can see them. When opportunities come your way and decisions need to be made, ask yourself how well they align with your ideals for your future. How well do they align with your non-negotiables? Lean in a little bit. And with the wind of spirit at your back, Make your decisions and then let them go so that spirit can co-create with you and return back to you an opportunity that is far greater than what you can possibly imagine yourself. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. 
I hope you will walk away with many gems that will help to positively influence your life and maybe make decision-making a little easier in your own life. And before I go, here are two things that I'd like to recap for you. First, the decisions we make, the decisions we don't make, and the way in which we make our decisions for our lives carry a vibration or an energy. This vibration becomes part of the vast, expansive network of consciousness. Each thought, belief, action, and reaction around our decisions creates an energetic ripple, a vibration, that impacts our future, but also consciousness as a whole. May we all be conscious decision makers and creators for our future. While still remembering, there are no wrong decisions, just different paths. Each path opening us to our lessons through a different set of experiences. Second, the process of decision-making can lead to illness if we're not careful. The process itself carries a resonance, as I said. Knowing our non-negotiables, knowing who we are, raises the vibration of our process and in turn raises the vibration of our possibilities. Energy medicine opens us to the power of the vast space of the unseen. Here, miracles abound, and it is when we tap into this infinite energy, the impossible can become possible. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I ask you to please subscribe and turn on your notifications so you can get notified when my next episode is released. And if you'd like to connect with me more, head over to Facebook and join the Evolve with Kara Facebook group. It is in that group that I am happy to answer questions and continue with this education and insight. Be well. Thank you.